Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Choby. Hello again, Dr. Bill Choby here for discussing liberty in America, past, present, and future, based upon the book that I've written, uh, which describes the uh, changes that the concept of liberty and personal freedom had gone through from the get-go, back to the days of the Ten Commandments. Tonight, I want to uh, talk about prosecutorial misconduct and what I see happening in this country as it's becoming a uh, a democratic dictatorship. I use the word democratic as an adjective because it's through the process of well, democratic processes that the dictatorship is emerging. Uh, supposedly, this comes because a majority of voters in various cases win elections and there's issues that they win, but that's not the dictatorship part. That's just the access to accessing power and, of course, power and money. But the real problem that we're having here is really exemplified by the way former President Donald Trump has been treated. Um, the raid on his house and the subsequent indictment of criminal charges over the Espionage Act are a classic example of how government uh, prosecutors have taken a very free hand and violated individual rights in order to push uh, basically a character assassination uh, campaign uh, that is um, supported by the media to make things as difficult as possible for Mr. Trump to stay politically viable. Character assassination is the method of the deep state. I've witnessed that myself. Uh, I had that happen to me. I explained that in our last uh, discussion here. When we look back into, uh, let, let me just say up front too, that there's uh, the, the information sources that I have are available to anyone online. There's a number of news feeds out there that'll give you this kind of information. Whether you, you trust them or not, that's your call. But what I try to do, what I've been trying to do every week, is to focus on a specific talk, topic. So when I prepare for these things, I start looking for articles throughout the week uh, written by others, which then, like I say, publicly available. Um, so if anybody wants to double-check me, they're welcome to. Now, going back to uh, Mr. Trump's um, the attack on Mar-a-Lago, the uh, chief uh, prosecutor is a guy by the name of Jack Smith. He has a bone to pick with the president. He was um, a, a federal prosecutor in Tennessee, and he was hoping to become a U.S. attorney. And when Trump was elected, Trump passed him over. And uh, out of indignation, Mr. Smith resigned. But he popped up again under the Biden administration. 
But this guy has had a chip on his shoulder for a long time. We go back and look at some of the other cases of what he was involved with. It's appalling that this guy is still an employee of, the, of our country. There was not so long ago, he went after um, the governor of Virginia, uh, Bob McDonald. And he used a supposedly a creative use of the criminal codes to go after him. He wrecked this guy's life. He wrecked his marriage. He, he bankrupted him, basically. And plus, all the hell he went through while this was going on. But eventually, whatever this, this so-called conviction came from, uh, they, uh, Mr. McDonald, or Governor McDonald, took it to the U.S. Supreme Court. They slapped down Jack Smith 8-0. It was a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court. How often do we see a unanimous decision by the Supreme Court? But that's what this guy had done to Bob McDowell. He assassinated his character, wrecked him until he wrecked his career, put him heavily in debt, and messed up his family, divorced. That's the kind of guy Jack Smith is. Now, he was also involved in the case of uh, what was presidential candidate um, John Edwards. And... Uh, same sort of thing. He's out to get him, supposedly, some creative way of looking at a criminal statute. And this went through the jury, and they said not guilty. Mr. Edwards was not guilty. One of the jurors commented that this should have never been charged. This is character assassination. It's dangerous stuff. Now, let's look at some of the others that are involved with these recent attacks on Trump, because you know, we've, we've probably all have already heard all the stuff about the fake impeachment charges, one, two, one and two, and the Russian collusion and all of this stuff. We all know it's false. And, uh, of course, we have that little matter going on in uh, New York City, supposedly. They've, the local uh, DA is trying to criminalize a federal issue. And that's going to fall flat in his face. But this democratic dictatorship is using these prosecutors as uh, the SS troops for the modern regime. These guys are hitmen. When they take on people to destroy their character, basically they're, they're not physically touching them, but they're destroying every other part of their lives. That's their intent. And whether they win or lose doesn't matter as long as that person, the target, gets a lot of media coverage. And so everybody believes the fact that, well, he must have done something wrong with all this hoopla. Character assassination. And this is a country living. I mentioned before, I felt this a long time ago from what my colleagues did to me. It's not just totally limited to the federal. This has been going on. For quite a long time, it's basically it's like um, Jim Crow laws. Only today, it's against people that are conservatives, people that are a threat to the swamp. Now, Merrick Garland is the Attorney General of the United States. He's an appointee. He wanted to be a Supreme Court justice not so long ago, and he was denied that. So he's a bone to pick too with the Republicans and the conservatives. When we see what happened with Mar-a-Lago. You know, that didn't come just out of the blue. Somebody higher up in the Biden administration had to approve that before it would come forth. 
How do I know that? Well, people are involved with this. I say all this information is out there on the web. Just go have at it. You can find it. But Biden was involved with that. That's stormtrooper stuff. Of course, that's what we're dealing with. Now, there are others that are involved with the scam, and I call it a scam because I believe it is. Uh, there's another one of the prosecutors, the chief prosecutor in this uh, whole business against Trump with the supposedly the Espionage Act. Um, we have a um, there's so the uh, chief prosecutor. Let me see if I can find this here. I know it's around somewhere. I just had it earlier. Darn it. Where'd it go? Ah, here we go. This is uh, from Newsmax. The top prosecutor in a Trump case had an unethical past, court record show. Those the headlines. Now, scroll down through this. A woman by the name of Karen Gilbert, and she's uh, the key role in the special counsel, Jack Smith's team, the I mentioned to you before. And um, she was involved in illegally wiretapping with a defense attorney in 2009. It's had to do with a physician. Uh, he was a family practice physician in Florida. And one of the patients died after receiving a prescription of methadone. So she and her, Ms. Gilbert, and her colleague, Sean Cronin, they suspected uh, the defense of witness tampering. So they decided to uh, wiretap the lawyer without approval. And <laughs> the wiretap ended up providing no information at all. Well, <laughs> he was found not guilty on all charges. And the, uh, the, the feeling was that this uh, Gilbert was unfit to be a federal prosecutor. And this doctor said, I quote, I have no reason to believe that she will behave ethically in any circumstance. I do not find it appropriate for her to still be employed by the Department of Justice she was a sorry sack of lies, end of quote. This is one of the lead prosecutors going through Trump down there over that supposed uh, violations of the uh, um, the act. act uh, oh, boy. This is what they're working with. These, these people are hitmen. They're hitmen. They're in symbol. No. Are they the only ones that are involved with this sort of thing? Well, let's look at another one here. This is uh, this has to do with the, the FBI. And uh, they, they basically took a woman's life savings over um, what they said was you know, um, seizing billions of dollars from people who never were faced with uh, criminal charges. And it's, um, unfortunately, it's becoming just common. Well, again, here we go back to that dictatorship, you know. Uh, they uh, So fortunately, the Republican Party introduced a bill that would uh, overhaul the civil asset for forfeiture laws, uh, which allows the government to seize and keep property that belongs to people who have never been charged with a crime, but they somehow or another were tied together with something else, and poof, there goes their money. So the FBI is doing it. This could happen to anybody in America. When you see stuff like this going on, it could be anybody. Now, let's just keep scrolling down here. There's, there's a couple more I want to share with you. 
Uh, this this one has to do. This is a report by Matt Getz. You know, Matt Getz is a congressman from Florida, and um, he claims that the FBI is paying paying agents to target Americans. Again, it's sources news back, and I uh, said the. Uh, the FBI's top brass was giving agents cash payments. Cash payment? Why cash? Why not a check? Well, you can't follow a check. You our cash. You can hide it. And uh, Mr. Getz, or Representative Getz, said that the um, they're looking at people that uh, they feel were threats to you know America. Supposedly, the you know they believe that all uh, Christian people are. T- uh, potential terrorists. And so they were planting people in these different places, including churches and in, in these uh, uh, school board uh, confrontations over parents who didn't like what was going on with their kids in school. They paid cash. This was for... Um, and they were also... Uh, they were involved with the January 6th uh, incidents at the U.S. Capitol. There's informants, paid informants, undercover officers, and the you know, FBI assets, which means agents. They were there. They had something to do with this. And so I've, in fact, I've seen some videos where they were egging the people on to uh, the charge of police. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that were arrested for supposedly you know, insurrection, which it never was, I just like to use that word, they're still sitting in jail. They've never had due process. Only a few, you know, recently, some of those people have been tried, and, and rightfully so. If they did something wrong, rightfully so. But most of them were there and didn't do anything wrong. And they're sitting in jail. No, they weren't given any Miranda rights. They weren't uh, right to lawyers, speedy trial, any of that. So they're sitting in jail, and some of them in solitary confinement. For what? For just being there. On January 6th. This is what I mean. This is a Democrat, Democratic dictatorship that we are witnessing right, right in front of our eyes. So let me keep going down here. A couple others I found for you. And uh, here again, proof. This this one has to do with Trump. Westchester County DA charged two years ago that uh, the, the Trump golf course was doing something wrong. And they, they made a big deal out of this. I remember some of this. Like, oh, we got to look into that. There's criminal activity going on at his, at his uh, golf club in uh, in New York. And um, so what happened after all this time? Multi-year investigations, right? Well, they decided that there wasn't anything wrong. There wasn't anything wrong. Now... But you can only imagine the stress, the costs, and the damage to reputation, character assassination that uh, this uh, prosecutor used and, and taxpayer dollars to go after a, a nothing burger. There's no crime. Here again, the idea that, you know, find the man will make the crime. They couldn't find it on Trump in this case. This is awful. This 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 person that would do something like this should be fired. Notice none of these people, there's no consequence of what they're doing to the Americans. Democratic dictatorship. This is what you're seeing right in front of your eyes. Now, we keep going down. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of these this week. 
I wanted to share because it all has to do with the same thing. Now, we often heard Mr. Trump say that the uh, this was a witch hunt, but the with uh, the people involved, and I mentioned Merrick Garland, and uh, how he's uh, he's got a real bone to pick with, with the former president. Uh, the uh, the whole concept of using this supposedly this the information that was drudged up from this search, that incidentally FBI agents who were there said this is not the way you do it. And the uh, when they were uh, Trump's lawyers weren't allowed in to watch what was going on, and they, the FBI guys that went in, of course with their guns and all that stuff, they looked like it was some kind of you know drug bust. They've demanded that all the surveillance cameras be turned off. Now, why would that be? Why would they want to be up in the open? Well, you know, it's happened before that agents, cops, bad cops, uh, will plant evidence. That's a real possibility. If you have no other reason to know why they would be like this, that's a very real possibility. In which case, you know, the... uh, um, being able to find something that they feel would fit this Espionage Act is uh, supposedly for willful retention of uh, national defense information. Uh, the whole thing is it's to be questioned. And then when you put that in perspective of how Mr. Comey, the former FBI director, told us about Secretary of State uh, Hillary Clinton, who had all kinds of classified information on all kinds of media on her telephone on her home computer and you know she even emailed some of it to uh, other people her staff but he told us there was no reasonable prosecutor would bring a case like this uh, because they were just extremely careless in handling of uh, highly sensitive and uh, classified information why did they charge her espionage act right I mean, Hillary didn't even have, she wasn't president, so she wouldn't have the President Records Act to protect her. But now let's look at another example. Bill Clinton, he could have been charged with the Espionage Act if he wanted these same terms. He stuffed uh, a lot of uh, classified information in a sock drawer. If they applied these same standards, he'd have been imprisoned years ago. He'd be there for 50 years. Uh, why didn't this uh, Merrick Garland... Go after Mike Pence. Mike Pence wasn't a president. He didn't have the uh, defense of the Presidential Records Act. Why don't they go after Biden? Biden had over 1,800 records or files in four different locations that were not secure. And we haven't heard anything about that. Why did all this happen? Well, this is all part of the way of uh, protecting Joe Biden. And what I've heard from uh, uh, some reliable sources, both in the, on the TV and news and such, that uh, Biden signed off on this raid. So put yourself in a position of the judge. Here you have these people walk in. And they say, hey, we have all this evidence we want to put against uh, Mr. Trump, but we can't show you the classified stuff because uh, we can't show it to a jury because uh, then they'd have to be classified to, or they'd have to have that access classified information. So you just have to take their word for it that this stuff was classified. Now, what kind of nonsense is that? That's what they're doing. This is exactly what they're doing. Now, remember I spoke to you before about the Fourth Amendment, how people have a right to be secure in their persons. 
Well, the president had a right for that too. And the uh, the National Archives did not have the authority to demand that he return these things. You got Obama out there, he's got tons of stuff sitting around. Yeah, George uh, Bush has some around there too. I mean, Jimmy Carter had some. LBJ had some. I mean, it, it's not uncommon that those people would take a piece of classified information and they would make it personalized because they wanted to write a memoir or something later on. That's that's not uncommon. What's uncommon is that this is being used to the front runner of uh, a potential opponent in a presidential election. What do we have? A democratic dictatorship, I'm telling you. It's sad. This is what we have become. And I've talked to you before about how do we change this, because it seems like it's impossible for we, the people, to do anything. But but there is something we can do if we just all get together and say no more. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have to vote, of course. If we vote as a block against one of the major parties to where we totally denude them of power, we eviscerate their power by refusing to vote for them, the ones that are causing all the trouble, and now we, we all know that it's the Democrat Party. We take them down with a boycott, national boycott, from dog catcher to POTUS. Really get serious about reigning in the federal government. Same time, promoting our state candidates to change the Constitution, to put an end to this career politicians with term limits, put an end to this incredible spending that's coming out of this you know, behemoth leviathan that we have, the, the the deep state, the career bureaucrats who gobble up a lot of our federal money, start taking down these these organizations, have, have term limits for those uh, the head of the bureaucracies. That's that's not a, a, a far-fetched idea. You know, they when they come after us, it's usually a, bureau, a bureaucracy, it's usually a, some bureaucrat who thinks that they're God with the little bit of power they have, and they'll fight you and they can trash you, ruin you, take your money, take your property. And the only defense you have is to use your post-tax dollars to fight against the government. And, of course, the government uses your tax dollars to fight against you. It's almost like a, it's a David and Goliath type of thing. Those that, that do fight back eventually win, but look at the cost. Why are we dealing with this stuff? This is that democratic dictatorship. We must confront. We must confront these people and take them down. We saw the value of boycotts with the Bud Light controversy, with what's happened to Target and coal stores. The amount of losses are in the billions. I think last night seen was $30 billion and counting. And Americans know what to do. We also have to make sure that these elections are held fairly. I've had reports from people who voted in Allegheny County around Pittsburgh where they would fill out the screen with Republicans, and when they press the button to vote, suddenly all their vote changes to Democrats. Yeah. And I've heard that from a number of people. They saw it happen right in front of their eyes. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, with these electronic balloting machines, it's just a software change. So we have to be really careful about all of that. But we have to stay unified and stop allowing ourselves to be divided over these little things. I know a lot of people don't like Trump. Uh, he's, he's a brash guy, but I'll tell you, having lived in New York for two years, that's the way New Yorkers are. He's just a typical New Yorker. The rest of the country's probably never seen a real New Yorker, but that's how they talk. That's how they live. 
He was very successful living in that environment. That's not the prettiest place in the world to live. That's why I got out of there. So I'd like for you to think about this. Think about what we have to do to contain this growing democratic dictatorship. Well, okay. I guess that's it for, for today. Uh, I'm glad I got that off my chest, but I really hope that uh, all you folks out there who are interested in listening to my podcast would take these things to heart and think about what we have to do um, to, to get our country back because we're losing our freedoms. And it's a little at a time here, a little at a time there, but you know, sooner or later they're going to come for one of us and we're going to look around and say, where's our help? Say, well, that's not my fault. You did something wrong. Here you start proving to you. These guys don't play around. These hitmen, federal hitmen, I'm sure there's others in state attorney generals and others and even DAs in different cities and counties. Again, Dr. Bill Choby, we're talking about liberty in America, past, present, and future. Remember, when might is right, we live in bondage. When right is might, we live in freedom. When right becomes wrong, we live in chaos. And we can either become right, might, or might, right. And that, that's where our future will be. If you love freedom, we've got to take it back. And uh, I'm hoping each and every one of you out there will take this to heart. You can find my book, which will give you the background for a lot of what I'm saying today. It's Dr. Bill Choby Books, plural.com. You can order it directly from there. As I've got a bunch of material there on my website that you're welcome to look at. Uh, more of the ideas and things that support what I've been saying. And uh, what we're seeing today is might becoming right. As I've uh, explained to you on these prosecutions uh, against Mr. Trump. Okay, I'm out of it for now. Thanks so much for, for dropping in and, and listening to my ramblings here. Good night.